Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans at the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Yes, who? Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. Welcome to the BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by In We Go, the subscription that can get you into almost any event in Denver with promo code BSN50. I am your host, AJ Hayfley, hanging out alongside Adrian Dater. We are actually at Blake Street Tavern today. Yes, we are. We were at, uh, Jesse and I were at Piffler's last night. Jesse's currently at work. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> thank you. And so we are hanging out at Blake Street Tavern today, uh, midday for once. The balance. Yeah. I thought that was the bill. Yeah. It did that to me last time I was here. And I was like, whoa. Inside joke, folks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we're at Blake Street Tavern. Uh, Always welcome to, you know, if you're listening. Well, we'll probably be out of here by the time you hear this. but uh, Most definitely. Anytime you guys ever want to come down and hang with us, the offer stands. You get a free beer of your choice. uh, Or or a free. And a free appy. And a free appy. So. I mean, come get yourself some free drink and food, folks. We're sitting yeah. right here. Come on down. Yeah, hanging out. I think some people get a little. I think some people get a little like intimidated by that. Like, can I really go down and get some free food? Whether as am I really? I'm like, yeah, you can. Well, Don't we be had shy, a, guys. we had a couple ladies last time. Jesse and I were here. A couple ladies, ladies joined us for the Around game. You two? Wow. And um, yeah, we picked up their tab and everything. Wow. It was a good time. Hey, good dog. Good deal. That was for the six-one uh, Sabers game. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That was a fun night, too. I was, uh, yeah. You that were, was a fun you were night there. for me, too. <laughs> I was staying in my glorious Airbnb. Yeah, that you took like a two-minute video of and sent to me, and you were like, check this out. Loved it. Great, great place. Now, we'll see. Now, you've raised the bar. So, now I've got to try and find an Airbnb as sweet as that yeah, one the rest of this year. Nobody's ever going to top your St. Louis Airbnb. I mean, that, that's the gold uh, standard. Oh, the warehouse? That's the gold standard. That thing was crazy. Tell again what it was like. It was like two floors, right? 
Uh, it was uh, it was three. Three. Yeah, it was, three, it was three, three stories. To yourself. And uh, pool yeah. table. Yeah, I had a pool table. I had um, there were other there were other um, tables like with games, and there was a uh, I had access to my own kitchen, Jesus, uh, wow. my own bathroom, and so on and so forth. It was it was ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. So uh, I, they uh, play St. Louis in uh, December in St. Louis. So I may or may not go to that uh, one. Right. That's the first night of a back-to-back. That's all you. So we'll That's see if you. I go to that game. You can, but you can spend as much time in St. Louis as you want. Yeah, so um, we are actually going to talk some Avalanche hockey today. Yeah, let's talk some Avalanche hockey. Let's do that. That's what this is called, the BSN Avalanche podcast, <laughs> uh, brought to you by In We Go. And today, Blake Street Tavern. And Blake Street Tavern today, one of the premier places in Denver for food and drink. I uh, mean, they've been voted one of the best sports bars in the country. I mean, yeah, and it's just it's incredible how this place has expanded over the years. Like, it's... It's legitimately like it's enormous. It's it's huge and it's great. It's great. I mean, it's and they're very consistent on their menu too. They don't mm. come out with a bunch of newfangled crap all the time and kind of you roll you in know, here and like, it's the, they hand you the menu. You it's got the same nachos, one. And you're you got good. Your, I had the uh, the uh, roast beef au jus sandwich, which was tremendous. You're a big fan of those French dips. I love those. I love French yeah. dips. Always have. And, I uh, uh, so I, had, I got snarfed that right down. My my twelve year old palate enjoyed that grilled cheese that I had today. That was <clears throat> yeah. You would have thought me and AJ were like hadn't eaten in twelve days today. <laughs> we went after that plate. Thank you, Blade Street Tower. Well, when neither one of us have eaten today, well, you know, and I'm it's, on the it's one the meal a day still so. diet. So that could be my one meal. Although oh, I think geez. I'm going to cheat a little bit later, but uh, well, it's Halloween, so yeah. Well, I guess Halloween. happy Halloween to uh, everybody listening. Uh, yeah, come on to my house if you do. You'll get a dark house with. Oh, sorry, kids. I I I turn out the lights on Halloween now. Oh yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm a Grinch. My roommates and I all uh, we all chipped in a ten dollar variety bag of candy. Uh huh. And so we're just gonna put them all out there, and whoever comes and gets it, that's great. And whatever we have left over, we've decided to split between us and devour. Well, so, good deal. Yeah. Uh, given of- given that there's four of us, that's a lot of candy, and so we're hoping for a lot of kids and. There's going to be a lot of drinking going on tonight. It's going to be a good time. Drinking? What's that? Uh, obviously, fruit punch. Yeah. 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 And yeah. juice. Yeah. And coffee and a little tea. Yeah. Well, uh, you definitely Absolutely. needed some coffee this morning as the uh, as Av's practice was at the crack of dawn. I was going to say, uh, yeah, speaking of Halloween, uh Looks like uh, Vladislav Kamenev was dressed up as a second line center today. Oh, nice! So, uh, I mean, nice will this transition. be a trick or treat for the Avalanche or not? No, oh, wow. Let's we're just, just going to keep rolling. Keep rolling with this man. <laughs> is it going to be Michael Myers out there? Is it going to be is legit there... Vladislav Kamenev, NHL prospect out there? Let's see. What do you think, AJ? Well, that was the news. Centering a line with Kerfoot and Wilson. So Wilson comes back up to the second line after his hugely productive, (coughs) I mean, (laughs) unproductive stint as a third or fourth liner, whichever it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are they even anymore? Kamenev now gets the chance to do something with that second line. Uh, AJ, what is this, the third second second line line center center in less than a month? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, uh, right now it just feels like the Avs have a, a first line and three fourth lines. I mean, that's what we all worried about all preseason. Yeah. And well, that was the concern. It's kind of 
And, and for sure, it hasn't been helped by the fact that Confer got hurt right away after a good start. Andrew yeah. Ghetto got hurt at the start of the year. Andrew Ghetto played, like, what, four or five games and then got hurt again. Yep. And, you know, the Avs did not have tons of forward depth that can, that can come in and produce points. Because if they had that, then we wouldn't be worried about the secondary scoring all the time. Well, Kamenev is, you know... Um, well, Kamenev's going to get, get his biggest shot here, for sure. Um, I'm fine with that. I think that's what they should have done. They probably should have done this a game or two earlier, uh, based on what they didn't get from that second line the last game. Uh Oh, and, and continuing to zero. force the Kerfoot thing is just driving me crazy. Well, what the problem with that is we already tried that once with Joe's. Bump him down to the fourth line. It's counterproductive. If you do that with Kerfoot, the same thing's going to happen. We've You and I well, worked and, on that the other night. Like and that's fine. Like, tired of I just don't want him in the center of the ice. I want him on the wing. And so with See, Kerfoot know, back though, on I the think, wing, I'm happier with him there. Good on the wing, but I I also think he wants to play center and can I think he, I don't know why he get a little more time there. He wasn't very good last year on that as, as a center. If he wants to, if he he's wants more to creative be creative though with the puck when he gets because he has the puck more. If he wants to be a center, he's got to play better there, and I think his play drops <sighs> considerably. Just my personal opinion. Well, Kamenev is more of a you know guy you want in the center role probably yeah. for a top six because he's got the size Gosh. that Jost doesn't have. I was really struck the other day by how big he was. I practiced yesterday when I was standing there yeah, at the, on, on the boards, and I was yeah. just like, this yeah, guy's big. What, yeah. Um, he doesn't always play big. No, he definitely doesn't. But I think he's been better. I mean, all the coaches say that he's been better defensively and just doing more little things around the, you know, without the puck. With the puck, it's still still got issues. Yeah. We got one point in 12 career games. Yeah. Won a face-off back to Mark Barbera, which resulted in a very low percentage chance goal. It, that yeah. It was, it was a bit of a cheapy point. Slipped through Doobie's pads. That's probably not going to happen much anymore. So the, the question is, can Kamenev create <laughs> offense on his own? Yeah. Can he create? Can he create it for teammates? Can he create it for his line mates? Do you think he can? I do. I think he's. I think he's good moving the puck, um, and I. I like that he's working on his game. You know, I was at practice yesterday. He was firing pucks from uh, the spot where they've asked him to play on the power play on the second power play unit. That's good. Those are all good signs. I mean, that's positive. Guy's doing his job. He's working. Uh, yeah. But I. I do think. He, uh, but I, I mean, he does need to. He needs to shoot more. He needs to not be quite as shy about shooting the puck. You know, you don't always have to make the perfect play, um, but he he does. So he needs to shoot more, and he needs there needs to be a, he needs to have more more real minutes because it's it's tough to ding a guy for not creating a lot of offense when you're playing seven minutes. So you're talking about nine shifts per game. Yeah. That is not a lot for a guy to to go out there and do a whole lot of scoring. My biggest concern with Kamenev, other than the fact that he's still green and probably nervous and all those things is he doesn't have great speed but he, he doesn't have sort of a fast twitch fibers to him it doesn't seem like he, he does things kind of kind of slower than most people in, in the game he doesn't we'll, snap we'll off say at wrists. his own pace <laughs> i mean i just i just hope he's you know really got it in his head that he's got to he's got to pick up the pace 
He's got to play with pace in this He's game. He's got to play with purpose. He can't stand there with the puck looking around for long because, you know, I mean. Like, brother, you don't have all day. It's tight out there. You don't get any time with the puck anymore. That is, that is those days of the Wayne Gretzky standing there mm. with the puck by himself looking things around, unless it's on a power play sometimes. Even then, those days are over. There's a D-man on you right away. They can close on you so fast. I mean, realistically, if you spend more than two seconds at a time with the puck. Really, I mean, two or less seconds questionable. really every you're going to get with the puck. You've got to make quick decisions in the NHL. Fast, they can close that fast on you now on any, any D-man in the league. Um, so how's he going to carry the puck over the line, though? How's he going to protect it? How's he going to create? Uh, I'm worried about I that. I mean, we don't know. I just want to see seen him, him do it enough when I I've seen him out there, but I also seen him do some things protecting the puck in his own in the abs in the offensive zone that that I liked. He's, he, he he I remember he you know he spotted uh, you know Matt Calvert for that really good chance in, in Columbus I think uh, that could have been a goal. He could uh, have three or four assists this year. Yeah, he's made some nice so, plays. He's um, got good vision, and he's a good passer. The th- it can't be denied, though, that we the Avalanche are going into a tough road trip here. Four out of five they've got. Yeah. With one game in between that. At home against is Nashville. It's really kind of worrisome based on their personnel. You know, they don't have sure three key young players right now. I mean, let's call two key young players and one Andrew Guetta who's kind of a in-between kind of key guy. He's you an call. important guy for them. So that's three let's guys. be honest. The the difference between a guy like Andrew Ghetto and like Gabe Bork's pretty significant in terms of what they do offensively, and that's kind yeah. of what we're talking about here. Is trying to get we're trying to the Avs are trying to generate production. I hate to like single out Gabe Bork like that, but they're trying to generate offense, and the difference between a guy like Andrew Ghetto and Bork is pretty significant. Well, so it is. A, I do think it is a meaningful loss, and uh, especially with the other two hurt just, because you know he'd be in the lineup. You know, yeah. So we, the, the, this is becoming again the overriding topic of the team. Who's going to score goals beyond that top line? And yeah, uh, right now we've got Kamenev, Colin Wilson as two of our top six. Yeah, um, that's worrisome. That's very worrisome. They're going to have to get great goaltending, <coughs> obviously. And uh, well, they're, they're going to have to win. They're going to have to win a three to two game here. I think uh, next, you know, definitely against Calgary. I think that's the kind of game, game it'll be. They don't play very well in Calgary, so I think right now they're I'm set scheduling up. that as a loss almost. I, th- I think right now they're set up that they need to win two one games. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going to. I don't. I mean, I don't trust them to score. If if the top line doesn't do all of it, I don't trust the the team to score three. <sighs> yeah. Well. This is worrisome. Uh, Joe, Tyson Jost, after practicing yesterday, albeit in a non-contact jersey, no skating at all today. Well, and, and Bender told us yesterday, oh, he's, you know, we're expecting to get him back full practice tomorrow. Well, He'll go on the trip. He'll be available. Guess what? Didn't happen. All not of that went away. All day today. He uh, asked him about it. He's like, well, not cleared by the doctors. So <laughs> did he have a setback or whatever? Don't 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 know. Don't don't know. Not much said by the Avs on that. Um, obviously, not good enough to play. JT Comfort, no skating. Uh, will miss his seventh straight game. Yeah. Uh, this is becoming night. a real issue. It really is. I mean, he had a bad day after skating. 
I mean, God help the odds if this is another, you know, Peter Mueller situation that goes on for two or three, four months. You know. Yeah. Same with, same with Tyson. I mean, these damn concussions um, are hurting. Yeah. There's four of them in the Avs organization right now. Yeah, who are the others? Uh, Timmons and Mark Alt. Oh, right, Timmons, of course. Mark Alt, I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah, Connor Timmons, no real updates there. Um, yeah, that's gonna, that's a situation where people ask me almost every day, and it's like, look, if there's an update, we'll give it to you. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing's changed. And He's in Denver. He's and skating. The, the, and we're not know. just being flip about that. The, right. Half the time, the team doesn't even know day to day what the condition is. It's it's literally. We could, what does we, he show today? What does the scans show? What is the you know? Uh, well, like, you we know, it's we just, could talk to Connor himself, and it would just be like, I don't know when I'm out there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully lifts, and I'm out there soon. That's <laughs> right. it. That's all we can say. So, um, but, okay. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's wrap up segment number one yeah. here. Cam and Ev, a revolving door at two uh, C. Here's your chance, kid. The refusal to use Carl Soderberg as two C, which will forever frustrate me, but it is what it is. <sighs> um, okay, I think that'll do it for us. Segment number one here, oh, the BSN segment. Avalanche Podcast, presented by In We Go and Blake Street Tavern. We'll be right back on the other side. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Welcome back in. This is segment number two here the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go and Blake Street Tavern. We are down here. There is a group of ladies here having a ladies lunch. It looks like sort of. Yeah. Having having a blast. I'm actually a Girl, little jealous of how much fun here. they're having. Yeah. And uh, we've got uh, some music uh, rocking above us for the vast Let's majority see, of the time we've been song, here. Black Velvet by, I can't remember the group, but I used to know it. Well, I've, been, I've, I've dug the music they've been playing so far. It's a lot of music I like, so. Yeah. I'm into a uh, new group called uh, uh, Boom, Boom Crunch. Boom Crunch? I think Boom that's Crunch? the name of it. Boom Crunch, yeah. Kind of a group that plays a lot of saxophone, but kind of a to a hip-hop kind of beat, if that makes sense. So, been liking it. Really? Yeah. I think it's Boom Crunch. It might be Zoom Crunch, something like that. Uh, second segment, AJ, I think we're going to talk about your fellow namesake, AJ Greer. Yeah. The kid returns from the Colorado Eagles, Whoa, vowing to be he's a an new Anthony AJ John, Greer. Though. What? He said he's an Anthony John, though. Yeah. I am not. 
What's yours again? It doesn't matter. Oh. It just stands for AJ. Gonna play Coy, huh? Yeah. I don't let people know my government name. Anthony. It's, it's dangerous. Anthony. Anthony. Uh, it's Anthony Janthony. John. John Smolsey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the kid returns. Now we talk, I talked to Greer today. The kids vowed to be a new AJ Greer. The so. old AJ Greer was nervous and scared and afraid to make a mistake. <clears throat> the new AJ Greer says he's staying in the moment and being more confident, not worrying about stuff. Yeah. Do you buy it, AJ? Sure. I'm always I'm always willing to give a guy a second chance, another oh, yeah. a new lease I mean, on life. I'm definitely a second chance kind of guy. I mean, I'm I'm trying to reinvent myself at 31, I think so he'll get 15 chances really. I mean, you know, he's going to be up <laughs> and down still. I mean, they're. I hope he shows well, man. We talked about it on last I mean, night's show quite a bit. Um, he, looks, he looks more confident. Well, and, and he's a guy that can absolutely help them if he yeah. actually if he plays because this is a the guy they've been waiting on. This is a the guy they used a high draft pick on. Here's the trouble, AJ. He's going to be playing tomorrow with uh, Marco Deneau and, and Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Dries. So there you go. That's who he's got to try to create some offense with. Good luck. <laughs> God. And he's probably going to have to do it in five, six to seven minutes tops. Yep. So all the best with that. Uh, hey, you know what? Win the, win, the, win the possession battle and you'll get to play. Dominic Toninato taught us that last oh, year. Yeah. Um, he's just got to also <laughs> stay away from the stupid penalties. He's got to stop trying to be A.J. Greer, the fighter. Yep. Be A.J. Greer, the tenacious hockey, four-checker. Hockey player. Who makes, you know, gets the puck off turnovers, hopefully gets it going the other way. Uh, he's not the speediest dude in the world, right? Oh, he's not slow. He's not slow, but he's he's fine. If he can just create some turnovers, forecheck well, do everything a fourth liner is supposed to do. Mm. Don't put yourself in the box a lot with mm, with macho macho statements on the ice that are right. only going to get you whistled by the refs. who are only looking for rookies like that, whatever whatever he is status wise now. To yeah. put him in the box. Only twenty two NHL games. They they don't know oh, who they he look is. For those guys, though, they're like. 22. Who can we pin this on? Yeah, he's good. <laughs> Who can you know we pin this on? <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, they can look for those guys and they get all the cheap calls. You know, it's fact. Oh, my God. Um, Who can we pin this on? So Greer comes up uh, eight points in eight games with Colorado <laughs> Eagles. Uh, he played on a line. Uh, I forgot one of the names. The other kid was the, the new signee over the summer Vasco with something like that? Nah, never mind. Hold on. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, hold on. I'll get it in a second. But the point is, do you think he will? I mean, players always say that, right? But sure. He said that he had an offensive skills coach or offensive coach at the Eagles. I don't think that would be Greg Cronin, would it? He said he, no. he, said he got a lot from that coach, though. Was it Ryan Tobler? It might have been. Maybe. Um, didn't have a chance to ask that, but uh, um, says he feels more confident with what to do with the puck at this level now, and he's learned more. Uh, we'll see starting Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, he can say all he wants to say, but he needs to say all of what he really needs to say on the ice. He's going to be on the road, you know, a tough place to play. You know, A place the abs have not been very successful no, for a long time. No. Even in their glory days, that was kind of a spooky place at times. Although, well, I mean, Western Canada has always kind of been a bugaboo for them. Well, I think the first couple years, I don't remember them losing hardly ever in Edmonton or Calgary. But, uh, yeah, after that, it became 
it's been kind of a spooky barn for a long time. You know, uh, Calgary's got that, you know, the Saddle Dome, which is very cool building. Always like seeing it and looking at it. It's, it's very outdated now. Um, there's no, yeah. you know, there's no, and the fans are kind of fed up with the ownership there. So yeah. it's kind of a dead arena usually. Uh, but, you know, the Avs, you know, Calgary's been playing well. I mean, they they came in here and beat they're the okay. Avalanche. Yeah. They, they've they're beaten not, some good teams, though. I mean, they've, they've beaten, they've lost to some teams they should have beaten probably. But uh, overall, you know, they're off to <clears> a pretty good start. I think they've got 15 points. Yeah. Uh, Usual suspects are playing well. Johnny Gaudreau, you know, um, kids, kids four foot tall, but he's just dynamite. Yeah, they're seven five zero and one. There so. you go. So fifteen points. Yeah. So uh, I think that's leading the Pacific, though, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so maybe. I was uh, looking at scoring. So. I believe they lead the Pacific Division. Which you know, speaking of Pacific today, Jonathan Quick lost for the season for the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, somebody was somebody was giving me grief earlier today about my belief of of the Kings going into the year, and I was like, well, I didn't think they were going to lose their goaltender. Don't know for sure if he's lost for the full year, but it's out indefinitely after torn ACL, I believe. Yeah, surgery, they're, so they're tied with San Jose. They are in big trouble, the Los Angeles Kings. Do you think they will make a pitch for Varley? Or do they just write off this year? They just write off this year. I think John Stevens gets fired before Peter, that happens. Peter Budai is back to being a... Counted upon goalie there. Their goalie tandem is Peter Budai and Jack Campbell. That's amazing. You know, uh, you want to know why you're last? <laughs> Peter Budai is going to last longer than the freaking, uh, you know, the last cockroach that ever exists on this earth, right? Yeah, the, Kings, Holocaust. The, the Kings are last in the NHL, man. Yeah. That's and crazy. They look terrible. Like, they don't have a good team. Their goal differential right now, negative 17. How's that Ilya Kovalchuk signing worked out for you, L.A.? Uh, I think I recall one good goal he scored, but doesn't seem like that's been a very prudent move by uh, Rob Blake. <sighs> it's funny that it's they... Funny uh, that a 35-year-old guy wouldn't, wouldn't quite work out so well <laughs> in this league right now. Yeah, a, a league that's all about youth and speed. Yeah. Um, but back to the t- topic at hand. I, I mean... The reason I'm just I'm not feeling all that optimistic is because of, of the guys he's going to play with. I mean, Dries and Dano. I mean, that should be a very feisty line. Let's let's give him that. Yeah. I think they're going to be kind of fun to watch just they because might be. you, they might be. There's an element of total unpredictability there. They might be. You have no idea what you're going to get. Yeah. And But if know, it's typical fourth but, line and they go out there and they just don't do much of anything – then okay, great. It's not that you know whatever. Just don't like, get a lot. Of, don't take a lot of penalties. That's don't, the don't biggest thing. Don't right put the team behind the eight ball. Don't do that. Yeah. So uh, I think um, you know, that's. The, I mean, that should be tomorrow. The... I mean, Varley's going to start. Grubauer goes the next night in. In uh, but I guess I slagged Kovalchuk a little more than I should have. He's got eight points in eleven games, leading the team in scoring. Yeah. So yeah, how about that signing? Well, <laughs> um, gosh, Ely Kovalchuk. 824 points in 827 career games. Those are kind of Hall of Fame numbers in a way. I mean, well, and remember, it's the hockey gets Hall of Fame. To a, yeah. I mean, amazing. He's a minus 121 in his career, too. Uh, oh, hey, speaking of plus minus, did yeah. you know Did you know Matt Duchesne is the all-time avalanche leader in minus? I probably did know that. Yeah, he's at negative 60 in his career. Yeah. Yeah. And he's... 
I think he's a minus again this year with Ottawa. Who I'd are starting to lose and look like the yeah. the real Sens finally again. Uh, starting oh, to look better for that lottery <laughs> count, you know, projections. Uh, got smoked pretty good uh, last night, I believe, to Phoenix. Yeah. Ari- Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mike Conning gave up, a, gave up a goal from 150 feet away. Oh, I didn't so. see that. Um, I, I think the Avs are just going to have to try and grit grid out a win. I, I don't think they're going to beat the Flames. I'm scheduling that as a loss. Um, I'm going to say to go ahead and find a way to beat Vancouver, though, who have not been as bad as some people thought, including myself. Which is funny because they're 7-6 and six with a negative 6 goal differential. I know. And we're well, all like, hey, you know, maybe they're not so bad because two, yeah. they're not, t- instead of being terrible, they're, well, they're 500. I know, and they've, you know, they're but they're pretty, I mean, they, usually pretty good at home. They uh, give up a ton of goals, yeah. though. Um, so I uh, I just hope that A.J. Greer is uh, is feeling good about himself and goes into this positively. I know that here's the thing. Guys can talk themselves into thinking they're, they're changed, things are different, and then that first minute happens, and the same stuff happens <laughs> over again. They revert and to they that originally, beat, and that they guy. go right back to that scared guy who hasn't, yeah. who knows he hasn't proven himself yet. And then they get quiet, and then they start shrinking a little mm. bit everywhere. You know, the room, on mm-hmm. the ice, just not. And before you know it, those guys are, you know, then you look at the, before you know it, they got like a, a 7 0 0 0 stat line, you know. Um, so, um, sounds like Greer has done some, you know, little mental work too, based on what he said. You mm-hmm. know, probably. Had somebody really talked to him about being more zen, you know, in the moment, that whole thing. And uh, I, I think uh, I think it's the right call-up. Um, Dries is, uh, you know, I've liked Dries at times. But I have too. the bottom line is he's he can't be relied upon for anything. So, going uh, to have to get some, uh, going to have to, <laughs> goes without saying, the Avalanche are going to need something from their top line. Uh, moving forward here until they get that well, and, and that second line player. The Calgary, <coughs> the, the Calgary game is going to be interesting too because you know that was a team that came into Denver and the Avs were very very close to walking them out of out of the building. And then they got smoked the last two periods, right? And overtime. I mean that it could have been four nothing after one, and we're just you know we're chilling the rest of that night. Instead, it was two nothing. Calgary pushed back, absolutely yep. dominated the rest of that game. Won it in overtime, and you know I uh, I wonder if the Avs want to you know if they're they're they maybe have a little edge about that and they say hey you guys you guys kind of walked into our building and embarrassed us when you were yeah. there that should be their attitude I don't think players care that much about who who they played last or whatever so yeah they they're gonna have to you know come out with a good start that's for sure when I, one thing about Bednar coach team so far they've not been a very good come from behind team. I may be wrong in that, but I don't think so. They have not been. They play much better with the lead. Um, so, obviously, they've got to start off strong in, uh, in any game, especially on the road. But uh, for our uh, yeah. third and final segment. We'll uh, do that. Yeah. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast brought to you by In We Go. Stay tuned for the next segment. And In We Go in Blake Street Tavern, where we are coming to you live on a, uh, a Wednesday afternoon. Stop on in for... I mean, it goes without saying, this is this is one of the premier places in all of Denver. So, 
sells itself. I don't need to sell much more for you. Come on down to Blake. See you next segment, AJ. We're going to talk a little uh, Twitter questions from the fans here. So stay tuned for that. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast. This episode on the BSN Podcast Network is brought to you by Total Beverage. With more than 70,000 square feet between their Westminster and Thornton locations, there's literally no drink you can't find. I love Total Beverage. I go there probably once a week. That's BSN Sales Director Lindsay Sauer. She's a regular at Total Beverage. I know when I go in there that I am going to get uh, the best bang for my buck, hands down. And if you can't make it in the store, don't worry. Just go to totalbeverage.net and place an order online. I have also taken advantage of their delivery service. They always give me, um, you know, an hour window. I don't have to wait around all night or all day. And make sure to like the Total Beverage Facebook page to see weekly specials. Remember, for wine, beer, spirits, go to Total Beverage. There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring them up a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. All right, I got him. You got 3% too. So, yeah, let's go. Welcome back in. Third and final segment here of the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go and Blake Street Tavern, which is now playing quite the eclectic mix of music. Uh, we've had Roy Orbison and Simple Minds and all kinds of interesting things here. I'm digging it personally. So, so. the ladies over there are having a good time too. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, little, little Halloween um, lunch party. I think so. Uh, a little jealous of how much fun that's <laughs> taking place at that well, table. I'm not fun. I mean, man, there's rampant giggling going man. on over there. I heard a man. We're over here talking about Cam and Evan Greer. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> who are those two nerds talking about? Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> the nerd, those <laughs> two losers sitting by themselves. Constant, constant nerd cast. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to do Twitter questions. Twitter, some, some Twitter questions. You would prefer to do them in a lightning format in which yeah, you know, not we too, answer them quickly. I like quick questions, on. quick answers, but uh, not, you know, we don't have to be motor mouths here. But, uh, okay, JT Nut, JT the Nut, our f- one of our fabulous subscribers. JT's awesome. Regular 
regular reader of BSN Denver. Uh, he wants to know, AJ, what your lines would be specifically if this was a healthy roster right now. How would you construct the lines assuming there were no injuries? We know the top line. Let's go two through four. Yeah, so uh, top line, and then I would go uh, Kerfoot, Soderberg, Comfer, and then I would probably go... Uh, God, does it matter at the bottom six? Like, I think it does, especially that third. Um, I would say, I would say, uh, third line. I would go Calvert, Kamenev, Wilson. Fourth line, I would go um, Nieto, Jost, and somebody. Hmm. I'd put Jost on third line. I'd put him as a third line center. That's make him yeah. Let's learn do that. better there. Let's do that. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do Calverston uh, and Wilson, and then uh, fourth line have Kamenev as that center, and then Nieto on the left wing and on the right wing. Uh, for right now, let's go Greer hmm. over over Dano and Bork because I want to yeah, see what I'm Greer fine. can do. So. I'm fine with that. Although, I mean, yeah, is I don't if I see the Greer of last year, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I mean, at that, that point, there's not a huge difference between Greer, Bork, and Dano. So, no. I mean, I would prefer Greer for right now. Things are correct. I like how the pairings have unfolded this yeah. year. All right. Nelson Ching at Twitching YYC questions me saying, at A-Dater, what's the best Avs top line ever? Uh, good question. Uh, I got to go with Sakic, Tenge, and Hayduk, though. That one year they won, they skated all year together, the 2001 Cup team. Pretty much one through 82, then all through the playoffs, they skated together, and they were unbelievable. I would – there was – now, if we're getting 1A top line, I mean, then you've got um, – well, then you've got, at times, Forsberg, Tange, Hayduk, which is on another dynamite line. Um, you had Peter Forsberg, Valerie Kaminsky, Claude Lemieux. That was a pretty darn good line. Um, but yeah, I think the very, very best. And then, of course, you had for a while, for like a half a full season, and then into the next year, you had Forsberg at left wing with Sack at center, Adam Deadmarsh on the right side. Not too shabby there. I was when they made that move from Forsberg to center to the left wing, went on a nice 12 game win streak all of a sudden, 1999. Still the team record. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take. Sakic, Tenge, Heydu for sheer consistency and excellence all the way through. You know, had they not gotten silly, they could have had a line of Forsberg, Sakic, and Matt Sundin. Wow. They had a line for a while of Forsberg, Sakic, Theo Fleury for a little bit when he That's came. That's also bananas. <laughs> he could move the puck just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I wish Theo had stayed here. Now, he, Nelson also wants to know who's the best top six D um so best defenseman ever for the Avs. Mm. Like like make an ideal top like, six? No. Nope. Number one best defenseman. I think that's what he says. Like who's the, best defenseman? who's the best defenseman that ever play in the Avs? Well, it says best top six D at any one time. Oh, so, so which, which so team had the best D? defense? I mean, I, I thought it was top one person. <clears throat> um, I mean, you got to go with that 0-1 team, right? Yeah. I mean, 
That's Bork, what, Blake, and Foot. Defense. Who cares yeah. what the other Bork, three Blake, are? Foot, you had DeVries, Skula, and Clem. Those are your bottom three. I mean, that's ridiculous. That was a good, that was a good, very good deal. Um, I think Nolan Pratt was the seventh D on that team. Oh, and those, and those top three guys, I mean. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Ray Bork. You realize that Ray Bork had 59 points yeah. last year? Easy peasy. Well, what would that get him today? 59 points. Eight million? <laughs> first, first of all, today he wouldn't have 59 points. He'd have like 79 points. Yeah. All right. Um, but all right, so top six. It's the all one team. Those the, the Bork Blake. Yeah, that trio was just too good, Foot. man. That's that's the all time top three for the Avs. And if I had to name one guy though, I mean, gosh, you know, best. Rob Blake was pretty damn good, and when he was at his best. Um, yeah, that's well, that's the, kind of the question, right? Like physically intimidating. At his at his best yeah. in an Av uniform, like I'd probably go was, with Blake. Who was the best in an Av's uniform? It's gotta, what, I think it has to be Blake too. For both for both ends, yeah. I mean, best offensive defenseman ever. I don't think I'd name Bork. I'd actually name Sanders Oslunch. I would too. He was unbelievable as a creative. Force. Although you know we're coming up on a new franchise leader in that yep. category. Yep, Tyson Berry seemed to overtake. A Eighteen points away from uh, taking over for John Michael Lyles in that yep. category. Yep. JM Although Lyles. if you look at it, uh, Sandus Oslunch's point per game, he was almost point eight. Yeah. Point I mean, per game as a defenseman. In- 98, I think. Um, so, uh, wasn't here all that long, really. Um, and he's still in the top five. Yep. Um, all right. So, let's see. Um, does Varley get re-signed? Uh, that comes from uh, We're 12 Meher games Borhat in. at Meher Borhat. Uh I say no. We're 12 games in. I say they don't sign him. I Well, I say that he doesn't want to sign I say that maybe going to be teams out there that are going to throw starting jobs at him, and they're going to throw starting goaltender money at him, assuming that he has a, continues to have a good year. Do they trade him though for something? No. Hmm. See, I don't know. I might do it. Uh, you know, I w- okay. So let me say, I would do it too, especially if Francouz continues to be good at the AHL level. Yeah, for sure. You need. Francis should be part of that equation if he's, you're going to make that he's trade. Kind yeah, of, sure. He's kind of the, the key to that conversation for me yeah. because I the play, tandem that they have right now is awesome. I plan to go out to uh, Loveland Saturday night and take a look at the Eagles. Hopefully, Francis will start so uh, I can get a good look at him. Um, he's the second of a back-to-back, though, so I'm wondering I'm, if they I'm don't. I'm digging the Zaba. Yeah, we got some Zaba here. Uh, Sweden's best import other than the Fopa. Um... Okay, let's see. We go on to Zachary Charters at Chakzar. Seeing the situation that's unfolding with Josh Hosang and the New York Islanders, do you think the Avs should try to make a play to try and trade for him? What might that deal look like? So I guess Josh Hosang is doing a little griping about his playing time uh, in the press uh, last day or so in New York. Said something in the New York Post about how he's, you know, um, not really giving me a chance. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Josh Hosang is going to be the answer either way. Um, I I wouldn't mind seeing him maybe as a replacement for like a Matt Nieto as a third line forward. Uh, I definitely wouldn't mind that. Like this is a talented guy. Okay, yeah. like he's always he's always had skill. You ought to know. You're the Islander fan. Yeah, but you're talking about a guy who just hasn't. Yeah. 
done much. Yeah, and I don't want that guy either. I want a proven guy if I'm going to go make a deal. And I mean, you're talking about a guy who's had who had major attitude problems when he got drafted. His attitude problems have persisted into his pro career, uh, and it's not like this guy has destroyed competition or anything. Yeah. Like he's had some nice showings in the NHL. He's obviously a very skilled player, but do you really do you really want to drop a potential toxic bomb in the middle of a locker room that finally has great chemistry that gets along really well and likes playing together? And you want to throw a guy in the middle of that just because you're trying yeah. to you're trying to mess with secondary scoring with yeah. an unproven player? For me, it's dumb. It's so hard to get that one forward too comes in and integrates seamlessly too, right? It's really hard. Um, well, uh, and, and why would this be the answer? Why would a guy yeah. with this many attitude problems be the answer? Yeah, his skill yeah. is definitely there, but you're just relying on there being some magical elixir to fix his personality issues, which have persisted across multiple places. Is that? I, I mean, <sighs> I I remember last year when I was all for the Avs being involved in Evander Kane, and people were yeah. like, "No way." Yeah. We don't want that cancer in the locker room, but for some reason, Josh O saying is cool. No, I'm good. Yeah, um, was watched a, a, him play with the Islanders. He's a skilled guy, but the answer is no. Yeah, um, I'm not uh, putting. I'm not putting that. I'm not taking the chance on the dysfunction, on the off chance he actually figures it out and ends up a good player. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm agree with that. Um, of course, a couple questions about William Nylander. Uh, should they trade for him? I mean, I, I probably would do a Barry for Nylander trade. No, I don't Toronto even know if that's enough for that Nylander. Toronto but then the other but. situation, of course, is what are they going to pay Nylander? I definitely don't think it should be eight million dollars. So that's a lot of money. It's it's a tough call. I mean, they could sure use a guy like William Nylander though, right? On their second line. Find me a team that couldn't. Yeah, and they have. An asset that theoretically would fit well with Toronto, an offensive defenseman. They don't. They don't need Tyson Berry. They have Morgan Riley. <sighs> okay, Sec- another guy. You need another guy. Um, See, I think the guy that Toronto should be after is Zadorov. Hmm. Well, Personally, would you do that? Z for Nylander? Well, yeah, of course. Tor- again, Toronto. You, I mean, you'd have to give them like a first-round pick or something on top of that too. Would you really? God. Yeah, I guess you would for when it comes to Z. Z. I mean, Nylander's 22 oh, no. coming off back-to-back 60-point years. Z's on the third pairing right now. What if Timmons were healthy and you were like, let's deal off Timmons? I would do, I would do that. I would have that conversation, yeah. But can't do that now. Yeah, Don't know if I he's mean, even going to play. Irrelevant. So, um, yeah, no, the whole Tyson Berry for Nylander thing doesn't make sense because they've got Morgan Riley. Yeah, I know. Their best, their best defensive prospect is, is Timothy Liljegren, who's an offensive defenseman. Toronto's also a market, though, where they like stars. and they, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's it's just not. I don't see Kyle Dubas, though, as being that guy who's going to just trade for a, for a you know, guy who's got pretty bad analytics. Um, his analytics are good. Analytics well, they better this year. Analytics community loves TB4. He's had some bad analytics nights. Uh, but, yeah, they've, they've been a little better. Um, I Just Barry hasn't seen himself yet this year. I don't know what it is. He just hasn't seen, he's he's hasn't seen a, himself. A slow start. He had that one game we had the three assists against uh, Ottawa. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the funny was, thing. He was kind of bad again against the Wild, you know. 
Like, uh, that's, power play sucked, and he was part of that. That's that's sort of it with Barry. He's off to a slow start, and he's got nine points in 12 games. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, which I'm only going to help his trade value because a lot of GMs are going to look at that and say, hmm, like damn numbers. Oh, and he's a plus five, too. So yeah. it's not even like you can be like, oh, he's hemorrhaging goals. I thought plus minus was not a good stat. It's not. But <laughs> since you reference it all the time, I have I to. I do not. I have to. I've referenced it a lot less. I have to include it in, in part I've of our conversation. A lot less. So. I think you have to be fair on the podcast and in print. Uh, I definitely look at natural stat track after games now. I don't even look at plus minus, really. Um, so. Uh, Guess that's kind of down there on the questions. A lot of you know, a lot of trade questions. Do they? Should they do this? Should they do that? No. Uh, no. Let's not get crazy. No big trades, except maybe considering a way to get Nylander. But uh, no, wrote, no trading two, of Kale McCarr. I wrote two thousand no words trading about of why the it's a bad pick. idea. We're not trading the Ottawa pick. Don't even go there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of time left for this team to develop. Uh, we're not going to throw. Not going to throw a top asset away to try a win this year, which is probably almost certainly not going to happen anyway. Right. Well, and, and like I've written but in you the... You can't be patient forever, you know. Like, right. But I'm saying if you if you just look at it just, and you say next year yeah, you have Shane not, Bowers coming in, right. you have Martin Kaut coming in, you have two first-round picks from see, 2019. Two years away. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But you have these guys coming in. You have these guys in the organization already. Kale McCarr coming. Kale, you know Kale McCarr for sure is coming. At the end of this year. At I the end of this be, year. He's going to be on the avalanche at the end of I, this season. I agree. But I, UMass looks better than I expected, so it may not be. All because of Kale it, McCarr. It, it might be like early April instead of late March. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they're not going to probably win much. Uh, um, so nothing crazy. Avalanche are going to, you know, do what they're doing. I mean, they're 7-3-2. and two. Uh, I have a bad, I have a bit of a bad feeling about this next week that it's going to be a tough week for the Oz because of the injuries. Well, and and schedule's not doing them any favors. They've got four, no. like you said, four out of five on the road, and they the come, one at home is Nashville. Against Nashville, they come all the way back from Western Canada to play Nashville, then they go all the way back to Western Canada mm-hmm. to play Winnipeg Ed- and, Edmonton. and Edmonton, which are two is really to play for them. Um, Winnipeg especially. They ain't going to win in Winnipeg. Just That's a scheduled loss. Maybe they can sneak out a point. Winnipeg hasn't been that great yet, and yet you look at their record, I think they're 8-3. 7-4-1, 7-4-1. 5-1-1 at home. Yeah. And that's where the game's yeah, taking place. That's, so, good luck. That's because it's minus 188 degrees in <laughs> Winnipeg and freeze your balls off when you're there. So, that's, that's why they win. Jesus, I've never been so cold in my life. That's that last trip. I mean... Even walking from the hotel door to my car in the parking lot couldn't have been more than 25 yards. I almost felt like I was going to freeze. Like I was going to freeze in mid-motion. Mm. Like it's just going to be like me walking across the, the lot, like just frozen stiff all of a sudden. Like, How excited are you to not be going on that trip? I'm so excited <laughs> not to have to go to Winnipeg. Especially against the good people in Winnipeg. It's going to be people. like... What, I don't like want to go to Winnipeg. 65 and sunny here that day? Like... Oh. <laughs> Thing, I, you know, I can't believe they're still playing in that building, though. I mean, it's not – it's an AHL building. It's small. It's small. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I got a good team. They're last my, question? They're my pick to go to the West, uh, the Stanley Cup Finals out of the West, uh, Winnipeg Jets. I've got Nashville. Yeah. 
I've got Pittsburgh winning it all this year. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going off the grid. Uh, wrapping it up, any last questions? Not really. I think we've exhausted our Twitter supply questions for the afternoon. Kind of a, kind of a slow day online. Not, uh, you know, just one of those days. Stay Whoa. tuned for BSN Denver tomorrow morning. Got the, I think I got a, a story that I think fans will like to read uh, well, about a uh, certain goalie party. We got a, you know, we got to p- p- pimp out a couple of things right here. Yeah. Friday night, folks. Be at the Ice House downtown, not too far from the Blake Street Tavern here, right across the street from the uh, Denver Chop House. We've got the Ice House Tavern. BSN is going to be hosting an Avalanche watch party that night. And guess who's going to be there? Me, AJ, Jesse Montano, the big cheese himself, the godfather, Brandon Spano, supposed to be there. Might be a few other BSN peeps that some, could uh, be some other BSN peeps. Drop, drop on. And get this, folks. This is open to everybody. This is not just BSN subscribers. Correct. We've got a story on our homepage right now where you can click on a link to RSVP to get yourself counted in as one of the people who's supposed to come to Ice House Tower. There's not a charge for this. We're not charging admission for these. You come down. You show up to the ice house, guess what you could get that night? Party's going to start about 7.30 p.m. Between periods, at the end of the second period, throughout basically, we are going to give away 15 luxury box tickets to the December 21st Avalanche game against the Montreal Canadiens. Literally giving away sweet tickets. We are literally giving away sweet tickets. Sweet with a W-E and a U-I, folks. Uh, AJ, if you told, if you were told, like, okay, I'm gonna show up to a free to a party and I could win it myself, uh, I mean, sweet not just tickets to a hockey game. Not just that, man. We're giving away merchandise oh, too. I, I haven't finished yet. Yeah, that's one thing. We're giving away 15 luxury box tickets to 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 random people who are gonna have their names in a hat. We're gonna pick them out. You will get yourself and possibly as many as several friends to go to uh, an Avalanche game on us. In a luxury box at the Pepsi Center, December 21st against the, against the Canadians. That's not all, though, AJ. We are going to give away swag tomorrow. We got T-shirts for you. We're going to give away a lot of T-shirts. We're going to give away the Nathan McKinnon uh, Super Nintendo N- Nintendo 94 game, the NHL 94 game. We got those shirts. We got a we got a few of those. We're going to give out, yeah. give away. We got uh, we got we got the guts all over the place shirt. We got BSN Avalanche shirt. I believe we're going to give away a couple Phil Lindsay shirts, too. Those have been very popular, uh, but probably fo- focused on mostly on hockey. Uh, we're going to give those away. I'm also going to give away a signed copy of my book, Blood Feud, to, uh, to a lucky winner. And uh, hey, watch the hockey game with us, too. Watch the Avs play the Canucks. Too uh, true. There is a game that can't, night. can't think of a better time, really, to have for an Avalanche fan than to come on out to the Ice House. Friday night, 7.30. Put your name in the ring to get, I mean, one one ticket per person, I'm assuming. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know exactly how we're going to give those out. We're giving away 15 sweet tickets that night. Yeah. So you, you're going to have a lot of Avs fans, friends that night on us. So through Thursday night, uh, I believe tomorrow is the final day. Today is Wednesday. Tomorrow is the final day. 
For our sale, we also have going on on our BSN Avalanche homepage. Buy yourself a $29.99 subscription for the year. That's a full year of BSN coverage of all the teams. Full access for a full year, $29.99. If you do that using the promo code LOCKER, insert that promo code into the checkout page. You're also going to get the f- a T-shirt of your sh- choice from the BSN Locker store. That includes the McKinnon shirt. That includes the BSN Avalanche shirt. That includes the Guts All Over the Place shirt. You can get yourself a BSN Denver Skyline shirt, which I picked up today at the office, which I can't wait to wear. Denver I've Skyline. Been around the house. Yeah. Uh, we got Phil Lindsay shirts you can take. If you're, you know, your Bronco fanatics want that Phil Lindsay shirt, you got, you got some other choices out there. Kyle Freeland homegrown shirt. So head on over to the BSN Avalanche homepage. Click on that subscribe button. Type in the promo code LOCKER. Get yourself... Not only $5 off a yearly subscription, but get yourself a free T-shirt on us. So, AJ, I think we've we kind of covered everything here. I mean, I could give away my right arm, too, I suppose. That's, that's the rundown. We're, we're, giving away, we're giving away practically shirts off our back, folks, for you, our awesome subscribers. Tell friends about us. Get some new ones in the house here. Tell a friend. Get them in the big tent, BSN tent. we got plenty of room. Uh, AJ, I think that'll do it for the podcast today. I want to thank everybody for listening. We will see you, uh, what, after the game tomorrow night? Uh, yep. Podcast? Okay. Yep. We'll do a little late night podcast tomorrow night after the game, break down the Flames game. Yes, sir. Friday night. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys there, and uh, you guys will get to join in on the first That's right. We're doing a podcast cast. from there. I forgot to mention this, too, folks. Yeah. You're going to be able to – we're going to say, hey, we're going to do a podcast that night, too. It's going to be the fan cast. Do you want to come in and join in the podcast? We're going to be opening up the floor to any fan who wants to come in and give their two cents on what's going on. So that's part of the festivities, too. Be famous. Be part of the BSN Avalanche podcast. I think that'll do it, AJ. Uh, I want to say thank you to all the folks. Thank you to AJ Hayfley. Thank you to Blake Street Tavern for hosting us today. Thank you for listening. We will see you tomorrow. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.